It's Tech for Market Explainer, your number one business news podcast. Hosted by Danny and the big man. And it starts right now. Netflix. <laughs> so for, for those of you who are unfamiliar, the internet investing community, the Wall Street Bets universe, as I call mm-hmm. it, is because <clears throat> the Wall Street Bets story last year spawned, I don't know if it spawned, but it popularized internet investors and internet investors thinking. 100%. And meme accounts of the, of the, of the like liquidity, YOLO options, all these people that I follow. Mm. And uh, there's something within that community that's called inverse Kramer. And that's if Jim Kramer of CNBC says to invest in something, short it because he's an idiot and he's wrong about everything all the time. So there's a which is not true, but that is what you're saying is accurate in that that's where that community comes from. Correct. So. He, in, in January of this month, told people to buy Netflix. Netflix, oops-a-daisy. Didn't it drop 20 points yesterday? Uh, well, look, yes, it did. It dropped 26 points this week. <laughs> but, um, and has lost since the beginning of the year half of its value. Right? Half of its value entirely. Um, uh... But but this is, this is actually a, an interesting... You and I have talked about several times on here that stocks don't always make sense. And here's what I don't understand. Okay, the story that Danny's bringing up is for the first time in 11 years, 10, 11 years, Netflix for the first quarter of this year has lost subscribers, right? 200,000. Okay, but, but there's a whole lot going on in the world, including a war. They took an entire country and no longer giving them the ability to access Netflix, right? So in a quarter where they were forecasted to grow by about 2 million subscribers, they shrank by 200,000 subscribers, which really is a negative of over 2 million subscribers, right? right? You're expecting to grow, so it's really like you lost 2.2. But this is why the part where stocks don't always make sense to me is, okay, I get it. That one particular statistic sounds bad. However... When you look at it, they still made money because yeah. they increased their they increased their uh, uh, monthly rate, right, and stuff like that. Right. So even though they lost subscribers, they still made money. So if a company is, still makes money, yeah. who cares if they lost subscribers? Right. So this is why this is the thing that helped me understand what I always repeat on the show, which is the first principle of market economics is that value is subjective. Because that's the only way for me to square the circle that a company that is profitable lost 26 points of, uh, in a week. Its stock went down 26% and lost half of its share value from the beginning of the year, even though it's still profitable. And on the Not only profitable, that, but grew by 10% year over year. This same quarter right. last year, they made 10% more, an extra $8 billion this right. first quarter and lost half of its value. That makes no sense economically right. that, at all. And that's why, listen, I, there's one thing that Dave Ramsey says that is correct. He's not right about everything, but he's right about a few things. And the first one is money is emotional, right? And so, 
if you take those two ideas and, and really, really let them soak in, it's really hard. To, that's why I'm a free market economics guy mm-hmm. is because people make emotional choices with their money. And I, as an individual who tends towards things like statistics, math, and reason and logic, don't want to be subject to the emotional whims of people when it comes to money. I don't want to have to live with the consequences of someone else being emotional with their money. They have to live with the consequences. Now, my own life, we, you know, big man and I were just talking about this before. I, my family is going, you know, they're, they're selling a house and they're being emotional about it. Right. And I'm trying to be logical, which is like, hey, we're doing great. But mm-hmm. they set an expectation. They didn't meet that expectation. They beat the market. They beat the market by like, <laughs> 15% or 20%. Right. And they're still right. like, that's not enough. And I go, listen, I'm all it's about greed. <laughs> I am all about greed. Okay. But yeah, we've done well. So that's where uh, the reason I keep saying this is for people like us who are business people who try to look at the world through a logical lens with by you and judging things based on the facts, we're not the only people. There are other people. Mm, yeah. And those other people are emotional. And we have to contend with, hey, I might be a little spectrumy when it comes to money, but they're being emotional about it. I'm going, hey, listen, your Louis Vuitton bag, it's worth $28. Like that's right. Like that's the materials that are put in it. That's the, like, uh, yeah. Like we'll even use a better example uh, insulin. If you factor in all of the costs, including the the uh, the bottle, not, not just the bottle, all, all of the research, all mm-hmm. of the doctors, everything at eight dollars a bottle, they're making the, the profits are astronomical. Yeah, it's right? pennies to make. It's pennies, <laughs> yes. literally pennies, less than a dollar for every vial. And, and then, that includes and then, the bottle, you, the cap, like, the everything. It's and then you say, OK, like, hey, how like what percentage? And here's the other crazy part. You can go to other countries, go to Mexico, you go to other places. Mm-hmm. You can buy the insulin made in this country for nothing. It feels right. free. Because I know people right now who jumped the border into old Mexico <laughs> to buy their insulin. So, but for whatever reason, it's emotional and there's insurance companies. So they're able to charge more, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when it comes to this situation, they're expecting Netflix is expecting to lose more customers, which is nobody expects growth to be perpetual, right? Well, I think, but that's not true. That's what we just said in motion. I think people do. I have always had this question when it came to anything that relies on, you know, big companies like that. Look, there are only so many people in the world, right? There are only so many people in the world with internet access, right? And so there are only so many people that Netflix can sign up to have access to their thing. This I've asked this question about cell phone carriers for 20 years. There are right. only so many people that have cell phones. Right. And they just shuffle them back and forth 
in the American economy. Everybody has a cell phone in today's world. They're not signing up new people. They're just sharing right. them amongst their people so they right. can't grow anymore. So it should not be about growth. It should be about profits. Which right. one of these companies is it's doing? It's Verizon making the most profit because they're right. right doing the right decisions, making the right money, keeping up with technology, whatever it is. But that's not, again, to me, this doesn't make sense because I am that logical guy. If you right. say, again, take Joe Bob Company, and this year they made $8 billion more billion this quarter than they did last year, that's a company I want to invest in. Now, I wouldn't invest in Netflix because, again, I don't think it's a, a sustainable model. They're already talking about, in this article, they're already talking about trying to get people on board uh, with a advertising like the Hulu, right? Where you add, you get I'm a out. less expensive model, right? I'm already out. I'm well, out. but they go, okay, for $8, will you get, you get access to Netflix, but it's going to have ads because yeah, we're going to charge people for ads. How many people are out there? And I think this is, I'm going to throw out a number. It's 4% of Netflix's current subscribers will go, oh, instead of paying 21, I'll pay eight with ads, right? They'll mm -hmm. get no new subscriber growth <clears throat> and they'll lose money by doing that is what I think. Well, I mean, look, I, I was unaware that, look, and they're going to get better at things like, look, one of the biggest things hurting Netflix, we all know, is account sharing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like they're, they're gonna get rid of that. Yeah, well, and they're going to find out a way, right? But right. it's difficult. It's not as easy as you think. Well, okay, well, if the primary account is at, you know, 101 Bebop Drive, then right. any other account shouldn't work. Well, people go on vacation, and they access their right. Netflix, and they travel for work, or they whatever. Right. So right. it's not right. as just as simple as a, a location, right? It's, have, it's much more difficult than that. I have my personal Netflix for my usage by the way, logged into six devices, right? right. A cell phone, another cell phone, a, a laptop, tablet. a tablet, a couple of televisions. And that's just for my use, right? right. So and then what do you do if you have a household? Do you go, well, husband and wife, they got to have a separate account. That's stupid. I doubt that that will work. Well, look, they have they have identified, according to this article, they've identified at least 100 million households using Netflix that through shared accounts, at okay. least 100 million worldwide. Right. And only 30 million of those are United States and Canada. So there's a lot of there's 70 million households around the, the world. But when you look at it the other way and go, look, there are literally billions of households out there. Um, and I'm trying to find the particular number and I, maybe I didn't write it down, but anyway, the point is, is there are, I think it was close to a billion households around the world that right. have access to what we consider broadband internet right. access that right. don't have Netflix. Right. So if there's still a billion households out there and look, that number grows every day, right? With right. countries and technology and internet access getting more and more, right. there's still a lot of growth out there. Right. And so part of it is if Netflix doesn't have content in their native language, right? Already that's out, right? And they, so if you don't have a, so if you have a country like Singapore where there's three or four languages and you might have content for some of the Hindu speaking, Hindi speaking people, you might have some right. content for the Cantonese speaking people, whatever, like it, but you don't have anything in Singaporean. Yeah. 
Like, but they're getting better about that. I mean, are. you can look at our content because of what happened during, obviously, the pandy and stuff like that. There's right. a lot of shows, movies and stuff like that that came out on Netflix recently when right. our Hollywood was shut down. Right. Other countries were still recording. And yes. it's a lot of dubbed over content, right? Into right. English. Um, right. uh, Squid Not Games. good, by the way. Right? What's Squid that? Games was, yeah, was really, dubbed over. But it did they did a really good it, job right. of Squid Games in right. dub, the dub, right? Okay. The voice actors of the English, they did a very good job. Because I, okay. I was one of those in, 10 years ago that was like, all right, if it's dubbed, I'm not watching it. It's weird to me. They right. don't do a very good job of expressing themselves. Subtitles. I can read subtitles anyway. Absolutely. If it's an action movie, like a, a, a great... Um, like Bruce Lee esque yeah, movie, yeah, like yeah. It Man, IP Man, right? Yeah. It Man are all those It Man because it's action. Yeah. The ninety percent of the film's action. I'm only right. reading subtitles for ten or twenty percent of the movie. I'm right. fine with that. I am not watching subtitles for some long drama French film. Not doing it. Yeah. Right? Intellectual Property Man was a was a action film. <laughs> I thought it was about an attorney no. who just was like, okay. No, you didn't. It Man <laughs> was Bruce Lee's sensei. It man oh, okay. taught Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce Lee's form of karate. He's the one that created right. was It Man, oh. and it's it's four different movies now. I think they made the fourth and final movie about how he came up the ranks, to, how he developed this new type of martial art, okay. and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, you look like the type of guy who's into martial arts movies, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> I, I was a big fan of Bruce Lee as a kid, man. Who wasn't? Like, like, come on. Uh, before my time, I'm uh, a Jackie yeah, Chan that guy. is true. Okay. Hey, Jackie Chan, all of the stuff Jackie Chan learned was from, I mean, Bruce Lee yeah. led Jackie yeah, Chan, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, but back to the Netflix. Look, they, they are investing, last year I think they, uh, it was streaming services last year spent $50 billion on new, new content last year trying to keep people on their platform. Right. Because remember, just like cell phones in this case, you not only have to attract new customers, you have to keep the ones you have. Correct. And as you and I have already said on here, like I'm an idiot paying for every app plus cable. Right. Not mo most people aren't like that, right? They right. I <laughs> I resisted for like the first years before it was uh, Paramount Plus, it was CBS All Access, right? right. And uh, that was where the Star Trek, I know Danny loves it when I talk about Star Trek and nerdy sci-fi stuff. It. Go for it. But CBS All Access bought the rights to Star Trek, and they started the new series, Star Trek Discovery, and then yeah. eventually Picard, where they brought John Luke Picard back, right? Yeah. But it's only available on what is now Paramount+. Plus. Right? right, so I had to, even though I didn't want yet another app that I was purchasing, right. I had to purchase it if I wanted access to the new Star Trek content. Right, right. I, I, what is? I, I want to figure out where this. Uh, there's a new Saved by the Bell. There's the new woke Saved. Isn't by that the on Bell. Apple? I think it's on Apple. No, it's not Apple. There's another. There's not. It's not Paramount Plus. It's the other one, and now I forget. I always forget which one it is. <laughs> but that's how they hook you in. If yeah. they have to, they not only can hook you in, they also then maintain you, right? Because now I have to, if I want to continue to get the next season of Picard, the next season right. of Star Trek Discovery, they actually have a new, uh, another Star Trek one coming out this fall. If you right. want to continue to have access to that, they're the only place you can get it. Okay. You just have it's, to keep it. It's on Peacock. Ah. Peacock, yes. Peacock ah, is. I can't do it. 
And a lot of the uh, wrestling. Mm. If you're a big fan of wrestling, which I was as a kid, but not as an adult, wrestling. Uh, Peacock is it. Like Vince McMahon, Peacock. I, I I love you. And I'm so glad to hear that you're not into wrestling as an adult. Okay. <laughs> Because I don't know if this relationship could move forward if that was the case. Hey, a lot of people are, though. A lot of yeah. people are, right? So Net- Netflix has to spend money to retain customers and gather new customers. Right. And uh, they, they have to spend money. So my, I, I'm starting to wonder if we're reaching a point where there's so many streaming services that there's either going to be fault like Peacock, and and Paramount mm-hmm. Plus, at some point in time, I think we're going to see more mergers because there's just no other way, right? Well, or they just die. Like every year, there are several viewing apps out right. there, Acorn TV, stuff like this, that, that create themselves, build out a library, and then die because they just can't get enough subscribers. They right. just can't get enough people to tune in to sell enough money to maintain the servers, right? right? right. And that Fair kind enough. of stuff. So it, it either they'll merger if they're big enough or they'll die. I think the bigger problem for places like Netflix, and we hinted on this earlier, Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon Prime, Peacock, right, Paramount Plus, is uh, the next generation, Generation Z, right, and millennia, even the tail end of millennials and Generation right. Z. Generation Z is not that 23-year-old Generation Z, yeah. Isn't even sitting around watching Netflix. They're no, watching they're YouTube. They're like watching YouTube shorts. They're accessing it through a smart TV, right? Right. They're accessing it, like you said, TikTok or whatever. Yeah. They're they're watching new vibrant content that's created daily and right. put out there. Right. Um. And, and they're so they're watching YouTube. They're watching TikTok. But they're also watching Euphoria. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I don't no. get it. No. Yeah. Yes, some of them are watching Euphoria on their parents' accounts, but okay. they're not watching Euphoria. They're not going out and signing up for a TV service to watch Euphoria. They're playing yeah. video games. That's act. Video games to me is the right. number one scariest thing to any form of media, because Gen Z, the alpha generation that's coming after Gen Z, they are yeah. spending more times playing video games than they do watching TV at all. Than they do watching any subscriber service at all, right. including YouTube. The alpha generation, they are playing more video games, time spent, than they yeah. do on YouTube. Maybe that's uh, maybe it's a good thing on some level. Like at least they're active. I, I don't know about that part of it. All I know is that right. has to be scary for a company like YouTube that oh. obviously on top right now right we just talked about kmart last week about how it was an innovator of its time but then died if if the generation that's coming up behind gen z the alpha generation which are in their early teens right now right 10 years from now if they're not watching youtube at all yeah if they're not and then gen z the the younger gen zers right that are then in their early 20s if they no, YouTube is the past. My parents watch YouTube. You know right. what I mean? Like, whatever. What happens to YouTube at that point? What happens to Netflix at that Oh, Netflix, they never have anything good. I, mm-hmm. I subscribe to, you know what I mean? Like, I watch everything I need from my guys on TikTok or whatever right. the app is Drip at the plus, time. Yeah. Right? You know, so if their eyeballs aren't on it, 
Right. What happens to Netflix? What or happens to Hulu Plus? Are their eyeballs rotted from their VR headsets? <laughs> so the government just beams it right into their brain. I that's that's happening too. Elon Musk got that chip. You yeah. know what I mean? See that right. does that not fr- as as much as I pick on Danny about being a conspiracy theorist, like does that not bother you, scare you a little bit going the same guy that wants to buy Twitter is also developing a mind chip. Yep, problem. That's an issue. That's an like, issue. Yep, that's is that, an issue. Does that that's not issue. the guy that wants to control what I know, <laughs> news network, yeah. and just develop a brain chip? Does that yeah. is that like yeah. that's yep. a little frightening a to me? No, it's like, a problem. I'm scared. And I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy nut, but that just sounds yeah. scary to me. That's why Danny remains loyal to the foil, baby. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing in here, baby. Nothing's going in. <laughs> Whatever. You, just like people, everybody else, will line up. People tell you to have an open mind because that's how your brain falls out. That's all I'm saying. They just, hey, look, they just have to put an eye in front of it. They'll call it the eye brain augmented. Put an yeah. eye in front of it and people will buy it. Like, and people will implant it. That's why Danny has a Android phone. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Yep. You and me both. All right. What's our last story? Well, our last story, we're going to get into it. But before we do that, I want to tell you about. Our sponsor, of course, the big man conveniently likes to gloss over the sponsor when it's me. Mm, yeah. AvenueLucky.com well, is my agency that develops websites and provides done-for-you marketing services, email marketing, ad management. We do it all. Check it out at Lucky AvenueLucky.com. 